to the Money Mentors Podcast. Thanks for checking out the podcast here with Gary and Gerald this week. I'm Jennifer Perry. And if there's a question you have for your money mentors, remember you can find us online anytime, matsonfinancial.com. And you can definitely tell it is summer, guys, based on the weather. And it's very humid. I mean, yes. it's it's hot, humid. Sticky. Sticky is what I call it. <laughs> yep. So, no I, fun. hey, have a sticky weekend all weekend long. <laughs> <laughs> good weekend to go to the lake or something like that. That's a good advertisement to buy a boat. You know, right? lake, there's not yeah, much humidity Find out there. one that's anything oh, reasonable. That's yeah. <laughs> In fact, we sold our speedboat because we hadn't been using it. And we decided we are going to buy a new boat. So we went out and looked at boats. You know, being like we are, but my son-in-law traveling back and forth that he does up to Big Rapids, and he saw this one boat, and he says, "I think it's right for you guys." And he said this about three weeks ago, so it's still there. And I'm like, "Well, it's got to be something wrong with that." <laughs> so we trucked up last weekend, went up and saw it, and we did buy it. And the reason is because there's no engine available, huh. so okay. I don't need it this season. So we made a deal. We said, "You know, we're going to have it. You're going to keep it. We're going to get an engine eventually. So next season it'll be ready." Yep, we'll have that. They gave me a 30% discount because I could wait. Oh, wow. That's why we bought the boat. I like that coupon. Uh, I use my coupon. Yeah. <laughs> Save 30%. Yeah, we're going to use it next year. 30% our new boat. off of a new boat? How about that? That's not bad. <laughs> I need one with an engine, though, Gary. Well, <laughs> if you want to wait till next year, it will yeah. have one. Okay. Yeah, so. be patient. <laughs> be patient. The deals are out there right now. Actually, Gerald was telling us, too, you can get as much right now for your truck as you owe on it. It's kind of tempting to maybe do a drove deal up the there, first. too, it's right? very tempting because I've only had my truck a year and a half, I'm like, and I just, on a whim, I'm like, oh. I wonder what my trade-in value is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but sure. still. But the number's there. Even with that grain of salt, that number's there. I'm like, whew. Oh, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go trade my trucks. So you're looking at new ones. And you're going yep. like, oh. I can't find any. That's why they're giving you so much money for yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. That's why there's opportunity, like we did with our boat, take a 30% discount if you're willing to wait for an engine. I mean, people do it land all the time right now. Well, the trouble is right now, if you sell your house at an all-time high, where are you going to live? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we had one couple, again, taking advantage. They know that they're going to retire. They're still working. They sold their house at the all-maximum level, bought a $17,000 travel trailer, put it into a lot. They're now spending the summers in their travel trailer camping while they're working, knowing in 18 months that they're not going to be doing that anymore, and they took advantage of the market. Now, 18 months, 24 months later, they'll start looking for a retirement home more than likely they're going to get a better buy Mm -hmm. that time. I love that you guys actually have these kinds of conversations, too, with your listeners. It's not just about investments. It's about how they're living their life and taking advantage of the opportunities that this economy is giving us right now. Yeah, it's a great time to take advantage and say, hey, let's try something new. You know, this is what they did. They said they want to travel. And now they're not going to do it in this little travel trailer. They're actually going to buy a motorhome. And we know that they're all time high right now also. Mm But they want to see if can they actually live in this environment, in the, quote, camping environment, and find satisfaction. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, guys, and he told me he's figured out the secret formula to investing. So, of course, I was intrigued here. Now, he is not an advisor, but he feels that if anyone follows this method, you can't help but become wealthy. So... He just referred back to what we talk about frequently here on the show, and that is compound interest. He said that with the last few years going well overall with the market, the average growth on his accounts has been about 10%. And according to him, a $1 million retirement account could easily grow to $1.1 million in one year without adding any money to it. 
So does this mean maybe the power of compounding interest, if you look at it this way, could it be our income plan when we stop working? Here's the key. Now, one thing, well, there's just so many layers to this onion, yeah. so I'm going to throw off a couple of them. First off, number one is that getting a 10% return average is something that we do talk about with clients. But you have to prepare for those years like we had last year where the market pulled back. And remember, in 2008, the S&P 500 took almost five years to get back to even. So you have to prepare for those years that you're not going to get that 10% return. Secondly, and this is what we call the worst way to do it. So he had a million dollars invested and it grew by 10%. So now he has $100,000. If he takes that as income, he's going to throw himself in the highest tax bracket possible. Hmm. Another way to do that would be to actually say this is after tax dollars. So this $100,000 grow is don't cash it in and make it a taxable event. Take principal of $100,000, take that as income over maybe two, three years, leave that growth alone, and just take a little bit of that along the way. That way you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. You know, unless you're a 501c3 or a university, taking an investment and taking just the growth off it and using that period for the rest of your life is actually the worst tax scenario you can put yourself into. Yeah, so having this income plan like Gary talked about, you know, you want your money working for you. You want to average, you know, if you can average 10%, great, but you have to be prepared for the downturns. Having a plan during the good times and the bad times is what keeps people safer. You know, we know the market's going to go up and we know it's going to go down. We just don't know when. Mm -hmm. So having that plan that, okay, when the market's going up, what are you doing? What are you doing with your underlying investments? Are you reallocating? Are you capturing those gains? Or are you just sitting there watching it? Hey, it's up 15 or 20% now. Keep going, keep going. And then what do you do when the market goes down? Are you in a position, hey, like last March, that look at what Google and Microsoft and Apple were selling for. Well, you hadn't seen those prices in almost 10 years. Were you in a position to buy? So flexible and having this plan be a living, breathing thing is what prepares you and keeps you and gets you through retirement. Yeah, having a tax strategy, having health insurance or a strategy to pay for health insurance. What happens if you became disabled and that becomes a long-term scenario? A recent client of ours came to us and she's confined to a wheelchair. And her care is basically 24-7. And her husband, who was there taking care of her, had a massive heart attack two years ago. And now this money is all about wealth care. Mm. It's all about making sure that she can live the life she wants to and that they agreed upon independent now. And we're able to do that. But there's a lot of people involved in her life now. And there's ones that she really trusts and wants to be around that. And she doesn't want to change that. So that takes even more money. Mm -hmm. yeah. And understand we lost a tax deduction. We lost Social Security, so that means more money is coming out of the portfolio. So we have to do the math and making sure we're taking those dollars in the best way possible so we're not throwing her into a 25 or 30% increase in taxes because of the circumstances. Yeah, there's a lot to think about here. And that's the thing about relationships and couples and planning ahead, guys. We know every marriage out there, every relationship's a little different. So we asked a few of our couple friends if they split up the financial duties or do they make investment decisions as a couple? And we got a variety of answers here. She'll ask questions here and there. We discuss it, but a lot of the tax implications, you know, all that stuff. She doesn't want to dive into that. My husband and I manage our own money. We use a brokerage firm. We research, 
pay attention to our investments daily. We also look at our Social Security contributions so we know where we are and what we're projecting to have in our retirement. Sometimes we talk about it. No, I just listen. Not that I'm not interested in it, it's just that I trust him. We've been together for a long time. Maybe it just goes back to my generation, I don't know. I think he's doing a good job. (laughs) But no matter how hands-on either spouse wants to be with their finances, guys, how do you help couples get on the same page about really the important pieces of their retirement plan? It's just you're about- smiling. You're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I know Julie and I listening to all of those were kind of somewhere in the middle. Her background has been healthcare, and she's an ICU nurse here at the Children's Hospital. And you know, it's something that I never really took much faith in as far as my own personal health and going to the doctor. I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm fine. I'm you know, I'm you're 20. a whole, you're a little hockey player. <laughs> right? a cut here doesn't mean anything. Just rub just- some dirt on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> But, you know, she makes me go to the doctor when I'm supposed to. And, you know, if something happens, then she tells me what to do. And with the finances, she's again, it's not that she doesn't make decisions, but she trusts me to do what we're doing. But we have the conversation. I explain to her, you know, this is what we're doing with the assets as far as the investments go and why. But what starts it all is what are our goals in retirement? Obviously, we both want to live long. So that's why she says, okay, you're going to the doctor, Gerald. This is when you're going. I already scheduled the appointment, you know. (laughs) And then, you know, the other side of it is financially speaking, what do we want that retirement to look like? And that's what we're basing our financial decisions on, you know, whether it's me buying a new truck. Does it make the best financial decision within our realm of our long term goals? So having that communication and having the talk is so, so important. So did you whine to get the new truck? Are you saying, I want it? Not did yet. You, did but you it's, give in to it's it when you whine? hard I'm willing to play. No, we just started the conversation. Oh, okay. You know, I got I to gotta tip my toe in the water with her <laughs> to let her know that, hey, you know, my truck's worth, I could sell it for what I owe and boom, I can get a new one. So, <laughs> well, And she's fired off. Nope. <laughs> and, and I might tell you, I'm a really bad guy at this because... It's like when we were looking at a new boat, and I told my wife the new pontoon. I said, "We need two engines." You don't need two engines. I yes, we need two engines. One goes bad, the other one's there. Or you know, we can take the kids and go skiing and do all this. You don't need two engines. But I did get the higher horsepower engine, which I was after in the first place. So I'm asking for twice as much. So You're such a negotiator. Yeah, and so it really is like Gerald said. It's really bringing the two people in and looking at their dreams, their goals, their desires. We set a path that's not his path. We don't set a path that's her path. We set a path to meet all their goals. We received a call and I ran out of the office on a Thursday afternoon and she called up and said, Gary, I need you right away and I need you here now. And it felt to me that, you know, I figured John passed. And I told tell our clients all the time, I'm going to drop what I do. We're going to take care of you. This is what we plan for, but understand that I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. And so I went out to Holland Knocked at the door, doorbell rings, John answers the door. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. And so I see her, she said, come on in, Gary. We made you cookies. You always make cookies for us. I got cookies for you. <laughs> and so I sat down. I said, what's going on? She says, tell him. I says, okay, what am I supposed to tell you, John? Well, she wants to pay the house off, but he promised. We're 67. He said we'd have this house paid off at 65. He promised. Remember when we made this plan? He promised to be paid off, and it's not paid off. We've got the money. Let's pay it off. And he looked at me, Gary, he says, tell her. 
And I said, tell her what, John? He says, well, <laughs> if we take the money out, we're going to pay so much more in taxes that for every dollar we pay this house off, it's going to cost us an extra 20 cents that if we keep the plan going, we're not going to have those extra taxes, and eventually it's going to be paid off anyways, next three to five years. And I'm looking at them both, and I'm going like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> so we talked a little bit more, and we laid out the plan that October, this was now April, in October we are going to pay half of the house off. January 1st, we're going to pay the balance of the house off. We did some Roth conversions. So in essence, that we got it done. They both agreed to the plan, and they both met their objectives. She wanted the house paid off that no matter what happened to him, she knew that she could not lose her home. Yeah. He's conscious of the taxes going on, and rightly so, mm-hmm. and we don't want to pay more. And so we came together and, and fitted the plan for both of them. And sometimes those goals do meet and work out together. Mm-hmm. We wear a lot of hats here, don't we, Gary? You know, so. well, sometimes we <laughs> take the hat and hide in it. So they're like, I don't know if I want to talk about this one. And I don't care what the clients say. We're not great marriage counselors. Right. We, we try to help with the plan, but some people like Mike and Monica will tell you, hey, they're great financial planners, but also they're great marriage counselors. Uh, Mike and Monica, we appreciate you much, and I know you're grinning, but you are not marriage counselor. <laughs> we are not. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.